0: This is Teachable Moments with April Podcast. I am your host, April. If you're a returning listener, I appreciate you and welcome back. If you're a new listener, welcome and thank you. To everyone listening, remember, Teachable Moments are all around us. Enjoy. Today's content is from thegoodbook.com and published July 28th, 2017 by Andrew T. Walker. Five Things Every Christian Must Know About the Transgender Debate. Alright, so I have already uh if you haven't already listened, I have already um kind of touched on the subject matter and I found some information online from Beyond today and and some um as they tackle the uh, the subject of transgenderism which is very polarizing and a lot of people take different stances to it some people avoid the whole topic altogether but what whatever you decide to do it is it is here <laughs> and um I like a lot of a lot of people I'm trying to make sense of it I know what the Bible's uh, view is it is very clear although some people say that it is not about how God feels about um, about um, being male or female he is abundantly clear there is no doubt in my mind uh, how he feels about it even though some people feel and they maybe even be leaders and mega churches and have very thriving um ministries i have actually heard them say that they are unclear and they wish that god had been had said this or said that now i'm not here to bash them i'm not here to to attack them i'm just stating what my own observations are okay um i do want to try to um understand and have empathy because that's what god wants us to have for everybody whether we're talking about transgenderism whether we're talking about uh, addiction whether we're talking about whatever because no one is perfect and we all battle and fight um our sinful nature okay i'm not any better than anyone else okay i have my faults i have things that i battle with daily um i'm just trying to do the best I can okay so that's basically what I'm trying to establish for those who may be just listening to to some of my content are new or for those who maybe have been listening for a little bit but maybe are still trying to make up their mind about me I'm not here to attack I'm not I'm just giving my commentary and I'm just trying to understand a lot of times that's what I'm doing anyway is, is, is to be empathetic to understand other people i may not agree but i do try to understand to try to uh get where you're coming from okay and i try to rationalize and analyze that's why i do the things that i do and i look up stuff because i want i have a need I, a, a desire to understand okay so with that being said i found something else and i actually have had it for a while but i want to tie it into some other things that i had been observing um and i will get to that at the end of this episode so like i said i've i have talked about and shared information that i've got on tra- transgenderism and um what people in the body of christ or believers uh have shared okay so this particular one is by andrew t walker and it's five things every christian must know about the transgender debate. And this particular blog was published July 28, 2017. Okay, the transgender debate is becoming an all-encompassing uh, issue. Uh, issues such as education, different areas, education, law, it has touched every, and I, I'm sure we can all agree, education, law and government, entertainment, they all fall in the crosshairs of this, of this debate. And our culture moves with such a speed that working out how to respond seems overwhelming. If not at times, impossible. So here are five essential things for Christians to keep in mind as we think about and speak about transgenderism. So I want to also share before I go further into it is that this particular individual, Andrew T. Walker at Andrew, uh, Andrew, hold on, T. Walk, is a director of policy studies for the ethics and religious liberty commissions of the southern baptist church and he has also written a book called god and the transgender debate that it looks like it's on amazon for 16.99 and he also has some other um books as well that maybe you would like to check out Okay, so number one out of the five things, disagreeing with transgenderism does not mean denying the pain of gender dysphoria, which I'm sure you guys may have heard of that term dysphoria, gender dysphoria. Okay, so we're going to touch on what that means, if you don't already know. There is an enormous difference between the political aspects of the culture war surrounding transgenderism and the reality that there are precious persons who have genuine struggles with gender dysphoria, which is a condition where a person senses that their gender identity, how they feel about being either male or female, may not align with their biological sex and experiences emotional distress as a result it goes on to say while we resist the attempt being made at a cultural and legal level to view gender as a matter of choice we must also recognize that caught up in all of this are deeply hurting people okay they're the vocal point the focal point those who experience gender dysphoria are not necessarily trying to win a cultural war. They need to know that even while we may not agree with them based on the Bible, which is what we're following the Bible. These, this is the Bible that we're following all of us. Okay. Uh, Christians still love them. We're not out to get them. We're not their enemy. We're not trying to go on a proverbial witch hunt and 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 torture them and and end them okay um we are there for them and we are ready to listen to them and seek to understand the pain that they are facing day to day that we're we're operating from a place of what god is and god is love okay um and deeply desire what is best for them okay when we give i talked about this too for those of you who may not maybe new to this particular podcast. It's about one of the many um, falling away from the church and, and maybe arguments are, with Christians, people may feel is that they are judgmental, okay? And um, the difference between ju- being judgmental, okay? And um, just helping them. Okay, looking at the Bible. What the Bible wants us to do and what the Bible doesn't want us to do, okay? And like we've all fallen short of the glory of God. Um we're not going to operate from from hatred and and all these other things to stay away from uh, our own personal judgments, okay? If if that makes sense. So compassion, we must operate from love, humility and compassion for our fellow human beings okay whatever they may struggle with compassion and dignity for dysphoric individuals is not intention with disagreeing with transgenderism as a social movement okay our focus is our fellow human beings okay and what in god's the living word okay as our guide for this life as we know it to let them know that they are loved and cared for. And we actually want what's best for them. We're not here to condemn them. We're not. Okay. It would be no different than, um, if we're dealing with, um, the things that, uh, Jehovah God tells us in the Bible about fornication or idolatry, idolatry and adultery. Okay. Whether you're straight. it. It's wrong, okay? For me, I don't... Personally, I haven't in the past dealt with transgenderism personally, um, but with with um, fornification, okay? Uh, having sex with someone that you're not married with. I struggled for a very, very long time with this, knowing that it was wrong, okay? But I didn't condemn the church. I didn't condemn God. I didn't... Because I'm the one that's doing what's wrong and it's in the bible and i know that it was wrong and struggling with it and then finally coming to a place in my walk of faith okay but i didn't condemn others or think that they hated me or that god hated me because they told me not to do it okay you must be married you cannot be unmarried and indulge in certain things okay which we are talking about fornication. i'm going to step to the forefront and say that okay but um that i I don't know if that makes sense if that's in in, of how i am articulating it to you okay but i didn't think that uh and run to the side of satan because the bible says don't go fornicate okay i don't know maybe i'm being too dramatic but that's just that's my way of seeing it, okay? So um, I'm in the wrong. So I must make the, adju- the, the adjustment and follow the living word if I want to be in alignment with God <clears throat> and God's word, okay? I don't condemn God. I don't condemn, condemn the church. I don't just totally rebuke everything because they're not allowing me to fornicate with any and everybody. It's what's right. And it's what's wrong. Okay? I don't know if that makes sense, but that's my two cents on that one. Okay, number two. A man cannot become a woman and a woman cannot become a man. The biggest claim of the transgender movement is that a man who thinks he's a woman can really be a woman and vice versa. Okay? You see this in so many ways from preferred pronouns... Uh, sex uh, reassignment surgeries and demands to use the restroom a perceived rather than given gender the problem is that this is a philosophical I'm having a problem just where philosophical claim and I know how to say it that is not true and can never be true in any way or form a man's chromosomes cannot be engineered into female chromosomes Altering one's appearance cosmetically or surgically cannot change the underlying reality of a person's biological makeup. The the psychology of the mind cannot override the facts of a person's biological markers. The transgender revolution demands that we believe falsehoods about human nature and truth and falsehood have never been a matter of majority vote because we know that there is a creator who has the authority the full authority to decide and state what is right and what is wrong okay number three the bible supplies the framework for understanding the transgender revolution a christian worldwide informed by the Bible, can fully explain why people experience feelings of gender dysphoria. The Christian worldview is one that acknowledges that creation has been disrupted and is not the way it once was, nor how it will eventually be in the new creation. And they cite Genesis 3, Romans 8, and uh, Revelation 21. No part of our existence in the universe has been left undisturbed By sin's effects. This means that the brokenness of creation reaches into every, let me emphasize, every corner of our lives, even our minds and our hearts. To the same degree, every human is made in God's image. To differing degrees and in differing ways, every human struggles with the brokenness of our own bodies. That's what I was saying earlier. Desires, and, thoughts. and to the same degree, every human can find their true identity by recognizing that the God who made them has also saved for them and will one day restore them. So in this created but broken world, we understand that not all identities or feelings are to be accepted or fostered. Because we are all guided by a mixture of good and broken desires. The great Bible story of creation, fall, and redemption tells us that we should not be shocked that people experience desires that will not in fact bring about the wholeness they are seeking. And equally that we can never be self-righteous about how others struggle or sin. All right, number four. The transgender debate questions whether men and women, moms and dads, are really real. Look at that. If being a man or a woman is determined by someone's mind or will, it means that there's no such thing as true maleness or femaleness. Both become just a construct based on cultural stereotypes. We would be unable to tell a young boy that he's really a boy. We will be unable to tell a young girl that her father's unique responses to her as a father is anything objective or real. Erasing the biological significance of our maleness and femaleness destroys the script that God knit into human existence for how the sexes interact with one another and how children know the difference between a mother and a father. Okay, lastly, number five, Christians need both conviction and compassion in the transgender debate. Okay, the transgender debate is ripe with controversy. Holding a biblical conviction in this debate means the individuals will find themselves in disagreements with their friends, families, and coworkers, and that however we express ourselves, we will be accused of being haters, bigots, and worse. At a time like this, Christians need the courage to defend a true vision for human flourishing based on the biblical understanding of being made in His image. We must avoid trite explanations or knee-jerk reactions. But we must continue to say that since God made us, He gets the ultimate say in who we are. We must put steel in our spines. But all the conviction in the world won't matter if we act or speak without compassion. I agree 100%. Jesus did not aim to win debates. That wasn't his thing. He sought to love people. So we must, if we are followers of, her, of him, do the same. Okay? As we ground our conviction in God's unchanging, perfect word, we must speak with compassion in our hearts and with love today's content is from com, and published july 28th 2017 by andrew t walker five things every christian must know about the transgender debate all right so i have already uh if you haven't already listened i have already um kind of touched on the subject matter and i found some information online from beyond today and, and some um as they tackle the uh the subject of transgenderism which is very polarizing and a lot of people take different stances to it some people avoid the whole topic altogether but what whatever you decide to do it is it is here <laughs> and um I like a lot a lot of people I'm trying to make sense of it I know what the Bible's uh, view is it is very clear although some people say that it is not about how God feels about um, about um, being male or female he is abundantly clear there is no doubt in my mind uh, how he feels about it even though some people feel and they maybe even be leaders and mega churches and have very thriving um ministries i have actually heard them say that they are unclear and they wish that god had been had said this or said that now i'm not here to bash them i'm not here to to attack them i'm just stating what my own observations are okay um i do want to try to um understand and have empathy because that's what god wants us to have for everybody whether we're talking about transgenderism whether we're talking about uh, addiction whether we're talking about whatever because no one is perfect and we all battle and fight um our sinful nature okay i'm not any better than anyone else okay i have my faults i have things that i battle with daily um i'm just trying to do the best I can okay so that's basically what I'm trying to establish for those who maybe just listening to to some of my content are new or for those who maybe have been listening for a little bit but maybe are still trying to make up their mind about me I'm not here to attack I'm not I'm just giving my commentary and I'm just trying to understand a lot of times that's what I'm doing anyway is, is, is to be empathetic It's to understand other people. I may not agree, but I do try to understand, to try to uh, get where you're coming from, okay? And I try to rationalize and analyze. That's why I do the things that I do and I look up stuff because I want, I have a need, a, a desire to understand, okay? So with that being said, I found something else and I actually have had it for a while, but i want to tie it into some other things that i had been observing um and i will get to that at the end of this episode so like i said i have i have talked about and shared information that i've got on tra- transgenderism and um what people in the body of christ or believers uh have shared okay so this particular one is by andrew t walker and it's five things every christian must know about the transgender debate and this particular blog was published July 28 2017 okay the transgender debate is becoming an all-encompassing issue Uh, issues such as education different areas education law it has touched every and I'm sure we can all agree education law and government entertainment they all fall in the crosshairs of this of this debate and our culture moves with such a speed that working out how to respond seems overwhelming, if not at times, impossible. So here are five essential things for Christians to keep in mind as we think about and speak about transgenderism. So I want to um, also share before I go further into it is that this particular individual, Andrew T. Walker at Andrew, uh, Andrew, hold on, T. Walk is a director of policy studies for the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commissions of the Southern Baptist Church. And he has also written a book called God and the Transgender Debate that it looks like it's on Amazon for $16.99. And he also has some other um, books as well that maybe you would like to check out. Okay, so number one out of the five things, disagreeing with transgenderism does not mean denying the pain of gender dysphoria, which I'm sure you guys may have heard of that term dysphoria, gender dysphoria. Okay, so we're going to touch on what that means, if you don't already know. There is an enormous difference between the political aspects of the culture war surrounding transgenderism and the reality that there are precious persons who have genuine struggles with gender dysphoria which is a condition where a person senses that their gender identity how they feel about being either male or female may not align with their biological sex and experiences emotional distress as a result it goes on to say while we resist the attempt being made at a cultural and legal level to view gender as a matter of choice, we must also recognize that caught up in all of this are deeply hurting people. Okay, they're the vocal point, the focal point. Those who experience gender dysphoria are not necessarily trying to win a cultural war. They need to know that even while we may not agree with them based on the Bible, which is what we're following, the Bible. These, this is the Bible that we're following, all of us, okay? Uh, Christians still love them. We're not out to get them. We're not their enemy. We're not trying to go on a proverbial witch hunt and 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 torture them and, and end them, okay? Um, we are there for them, and we are ready to listen to them and seek to understand the pain that they are facing day to day. That we're we're operating from a place of what God is, and God is love, okay? Um, and deeply desire what is best for them, okay? When we give, I talked about this too for those of you who may not, may be new to this particular podcast. It's about one of the many um, falling away from the church, and and maybe arguments are with christians people may feel is that they are judgmental okay and um the difference between being judgmental okay and um just helping them okay looking at the bible what the bible wants us to do and what the bible doesn't want us to do okay and like we've all fallen short of the glory of god um, we're not going to operate from, from hatred and, and all these other things to stay away from uh, our own personal judgments, okay, if, if that makes sense. So compassion, we must operate from love, humility, and compassion for our fellow human beings, okay, whatever they may struggle with. Compassion and dignity for dysphoric individuals is not intention with disagreeing with transgenderism as a social movement okay our focus is our fellow human beings okay and what in god's the living word okay as our guide for this life as we know it to let them know that they are loved and cared for and we actually want what's best for them we're not here to condemn them we're not okay it would be no different than um, if we're dealing with, um, the things that, uh, Jehovah God tells us in the Bible about fornication, or idolatry, idolatry and adultery. Okay. Whether you're straight, it, <laughs> it's wrong. Okay. For me, I don't personally, I haven't in the past dealt with transgenderism personally. Um, but with, with, um, fornification. Okay. Uh, Having sex with someone that you're not married with. I struggled for a very, very long time with this, knowing that it was wrong. Okay. But I didn't condemn the church. I didn't condemn God. I didn't, because I'm the one that's doing what's wrong and it's in the Bible. And I know that it, it was wrong and struggling with it. And then finally coming to a place in my walk of faith. Okay. But I didn't condemn others or think that they hated me or that God hated me because they told me not to do it. Okay? You must be married. You cannot be unmarried and indulge in certain things. Okay? Which we are talking about fornication. I'm going to step to the forefront and say that. Okay? But um that I, I don't know if that makes sense if that's in, in <laughs> of how I am articulating it to you. Okay, but I didn't think that. uh, And run to the side of Satan because the Bible says don't go fornicate. Okay, I don't know. Maybe I'm being too dramatic, but that's just that's my way of seeing it. Okay, so um, I'm in the wrong, so I must make the adjust the the adjustment and follow the Living Word if I want to be in alignment with God and God's Word okay i don't condemn god i don't condemn condemn the church i don't just totally rebuke everything because they're not allowing me to fornicate with any and everybody it's what's right and it's what's wrong okay i don't know if that makes sense but that's my two cents on that one my final thoughts all right so After reading this um, particular blog by this gentleman, Andrew uh, T. Walker, I agree with everything he has said here. Um, There's a lot of things that we're not going to understand about this because this transcends our understanding in some areas. Um, And um, my take on it is I'm okay with that, okay? Okay. I'm okay with that. There are certain things that we don't have the capacity. It doesn't mean that we are dumb or um, stupid. There are just certain things that we're not going to understand, that God is going to understand it. And um, since we're dealing with other forces as well, because we are in a spiritual war, the beings on the other spectrum of God which is, um, the devil and his followers, they are not human like us. So they're going to be things that they're going to have and how we all ended up in the situation that we are now. What I go back to all the time is the garden of Eden. Okay. And that tree, okay. Of that forbidden knowledge that we were not meant to partake of knowledge that was not meant for us okay that it's actually proven some of that knowledge from that tree the devil has handed down to mankind and it has been very detrimental to our existence here on earth okay we cannot handle it that's why god told us not to, told Adam and Eve not to partake of that tree. We're not equipped to, to handle that forbidden knowledge. Wanting to be our own God. To see God as a tyrant and holding us back and us being our own God. We can't handle it. Okay. And we have destroyed this earth with that forbidden knowledge that Satan has tried to help us and be our benevolent benefactor. We have poisoned the air, the water, the food, each other. We have done things to each other and to ourselves that prove to me, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that we need God. We cannot be our own gods. We're not capable of it. Let God be God. Okay. And let us be us. That's my take on that. Okay. So I want to bring up something that happened. I don't know. Was it last month? And this has to do with the whole transgender, um, um, debate or agenda or the topic was a senator that I saw I believe she is from Nebraska and I think her name is Michaela Kavanaugh and she was talking at with at some political event and she was advocating for trans rights and I think that she's also a key player in the planned uh, parenthood um, set up there okay infrastructure and it became some of of what she talked about became, went viral. From what I understand, I had never heard of her before. I was not familiar with her before, but she became very emotional. It's probably an understatement, and she started to chant. Is my word for it, the same thing over and over and over again. It started out she was very calm at first and she was smiling initially. But as she continued to say the same thing over and over like it was a mantra or a chant, it became abundantly clear that she was becoming very, very upset. And she started to really, really sob. Um, So it seemed as if she was very emotionally invested in what she was chanting and what she was chanting was this. If you hadn't seen this particular um, clip of her or video uh, clip of her that went viral, trans people belong here. We need trans people. We love trans people. Okay. Okay. And every time she did it, now she pointed out at the beginning when she was calm, is that that's what they're saying in the lobby. Okay. Um, She smiled very sweetly, but then she started to kind of spin out of control fast. And to the point where it's just like she's beside herself. And I guess she feels as if, keeping in context with the information that I just read from the blog is that trans people are not loved and that they're made to feel like they don't belong and that they are not needed. Okay. So if we're going to operate from this article, this blog, and from, uh, a Christ like, um, mindset and compassion, um, this is what I'm taking from that. That's how I'm going to read that. I was actually very disturbed by watching her do this. That how emotional she got. Now I don't know if she herself, what, where she is, she transgender. I don't know. And I guess I could have found it if I researched her, but I I didn't. But I did hope to address what i'm talking about now in regards to her i don't know i don't know is is she what her i don't know if she's straight i guess that's what i'm trying to get out if she's straight or whatever because of how how upset she got i mean it was like it was like watching sort of a train wreck in a way um she seemed tormented even So that's what made me say what I'm saying. I'm wondering, where does she stand personally with this? Um, So anyway, so she says, also, as she kept going, she says that um, she will not rest in her fight to protect the children. So this isn't just about transgender people, adults. It seems like she was hyper-focused, which is a commonality I see with a lot of things, but especially with the transgenderism movement It's the children, our children. Okay. Our children, not just uh, our personal children, but children as a whole and referring to them as our children. That is, this is what, bugs me a little bit, um, about it, to be honest with you, I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm gonna keep it a hundred, is when you bring in children in it, okay, there's one thing, you dealing with it yourself, and other adults, when you start to reach out, and touch children, and pull them in it, whether they like it or not, and there, and there have been instances, in which I have seen actual children, who are very articulate, letting adults know that they don't want to partake of it and they are being forced to participate in it. That bothers me a great deal, okay? When children have the articulation and the intellect to let you know, I don't want any part of this. I don't want to have story time with these people. You know, the people who are from this particular community, Or train of thought. Or their philosophies. I don't want it. I don't feel comfortable. They're letting you know. So if you care about children. And you're fighting for the children. And the children are actually telling them. Themselves. The actual children. I don't like this. I feel uncomfortable. I don't want it. And you force them. Then I have a problem with that. In addition to. Um what Michaela, um, Kavanaugh said, the Senator from Nebraska, she also went on to say in another viral clip, and she was really sobbing, um, this time, um, she was saying that the legislation, um, or the legislating bodies were, uh, unfeeling and that, um, that they were allowing, they were allowing, people or they to hurt the kids to hurt the kids um maybe i did not look at or have access to the entire um like i said it was a clip so clearly i didn't as to what uh the point of reference of of who they were and what, how exactly were they going to hurt the kids? And she felt that it was her um, designated job to protect them and fight for them. She just seemed very bereft. Like she was just, at some points looked hysterical almost. And she looked very tormented. And she looked as if she actually, she really believed that that the children were being jeopardized and threatened. And they needed someone to protect them. And that meant that it was her. Okay, and I'm all for, like I said, protecting children. But I also believe that children should be allowed to be children. They should be able to grow. They should not be given things that are going to disrupt the natural process that their bodies, their young bodies, need to go through. Okay? Now, I know that one of, I am aware, I'm not out of touch completely, you know. That there are some people that have um, argued and and have shared. People in general have shared. There are some people that have argued that said that they knew that from a certain age. A very young age. That they felt that they were in the wrong body. So I get that's the stance or the perspective that some people are operating from. But like I said earlier children as a child we've all every last one of us has been a child a lot of times what we perceive or want to be like let me give an example when you're a kid and you're coming up you want to be all the things that exist you want to be a ballerina you want to be a puppy dog you want to be you know you want to be a unicorn you want to be for me i wanted to be wonder woman i have just so many things and it would change in the blink of an eye, when you're a kid, okay, and I believe it to be the process of, of growing up, okay, you want to be all these things, now, realistically, you're not going to be any of those things, <laughs> a lot of those things, you're not going to be Wonder Woman, you're not going to be a puppy dog, you're not going to be a unicorn, you're not going to be a jelly bean, I mean, let's be real, okay, because you're a child, okay, you're still learning, You're not an adult to actually, I mean, let's think about this. A lot of the times people in the field, people who are psychologists, psychiatrists, and other people with all the accolades and different things that have to do with the human psyche. They will say, this is something that all people go through. Boys, girls are going to go through, but they're going to outgrow it. Okay. Okay. The next thing is this, is that one particular evening I came across some audio and a video of interviews of people who started out, they were allowed to transition. And they were allowed to transition at a very early age. And now they're young adults. I could not listen to the entire video, audio looking at it because it had me crying there are a lot of young people out there young adults now that were allowed to do it who were fast-tracked to to transition and they are hurting they are contemplating suicide because they realized that they had made a mistake that this was something they didn't want and they don't know where to turn. And the people that fast track them to transition have turned a blind eye and they have totally abandoned them. Those are their words, not my words, their words. And the things that they have to do, especially in regards to boys, who have transitioned into being females. There are certain things that they must do. Okay. To maintain. Once they've had sexual reassignment. They no longer have their male body part down there. The things that they're doing. And the pain. They have infections. It is. Those. Those voices. Of those young People are being, they're out there because I was able to access, to listen to some of it, but I couldn't because I started to really, really sob and I couldn't take it. I wanted to hear it, but I could not continue to listen to it that particular evening. And I haven't gone back. I plan to go back and listen because I want to hear and I care as another human being, how they, even if I don't know them. But their stories are being stifled because there are certain people that want to stifle them. They could tell the story better than anyone because they're living it. But they are literally going out of their minds. And the people that help them to transition are not helping them. So if we are to protect trans children and trans people, why are their stories being stifled? Why aren't they supporting them? Why aren't they helping them? They said the very people who help them transition want nothing to do with them. How is that protecting them? How is that loving them? Okay, I mean, they're hurting. They're hurting. There are people that hurt them. They helped them to do it. But now that they said, oh, my God, I think I made a mistake. Psychologically, they're losing their minds. They're sobbing. They're crying. And then you totally leave them. How is that helping and protecting them? Who's helping and protecting them now? You're supposed to stand by their side through it all. Where did you go? Can anyone answer that for me? I mean, that, that upsets me because (laughs) how are you helping them? How are you protecting them? How they're looking, they're reaching out, they're crying out for help. They don't know what they are now. They're somewhere in between. They can't make it back. Where are you? When you love someone and you want to protect them and you want to fight for them, you stand by their side. You don't stand by their side when they do something you want them to do. And then when they start talking something else, you ghost them. They can't find you where you at. You gone. That's not love. That's not protecting. That's abandonment. So a lot of of, of the young people who said. That they transition. They also said that you go through that when you're a teenager. You're you're awkward. You're still trying to find out who you are, just as a person, not necessarily male or female. Okay, you're you're unsure. You're awkward. You're um, looking for validation and acceptance. That's the whole gro- what they call growing pains, part of growing pains, and then they find acceptance. They say when they go on social media and, and, certain, um, certain places that have to do with transgenderism and, um, and stuff, so as to that extent, they felt accepted. I get it. Okay. And then they decide to transition, but then they realize that this is not for them. And yet again, they are left in the lurch. So what they're actually looking for is not necessarily what they find. And this is this is the thing about being human. We're looking for someone to love us. But the love that we are seeking is not necessarily from another human being we were created to seek that love from God, okay? That's why when people come to know God, they connect, like myself. You realize that all of your life, thus far, the love that you were seeking in a man, and for some people, for men, for women was a love of course you that's what you're seeking because that's how god made you but the love that you essentially are looking for was really meant for god and to worship him and love him and him for love you back that was the essentially the love that you were truly searching but by us being disconnected from god through this society in this world We start searching for that love in other places. Okay. And you never are fulfilled. That's the thing that I had to come to realize. The love that I wanted, I would never find it in another human because the love that I sought was from God. An imperfect human being is never going to deliver that love to you at that level. That's how God made us but we keep searching and running and jumping from man to man woman to woman we are never and you you're left wanting it is because the love that you ultimately seek will never be found in another human being so i've got off topic but this agenda here needs to really be looked at okay I agree the pain that people are feeling in this particular article by Andrew T. Walker the pain is real but I think I know that we must step back and take it to God whatever side that you are on are you for transgenderism or you're maybe not for transgenderism or you're somewhere in between you're not you haven't really picked a side yet, and eventually you will have to p- pick a side but with all things the the bottom line is that you take it to god and that you ask and request for the power of discernment and for him to lift the veil of deception that has been been put on this world on this society walking around living in this society but not truly seeing what's actually before you we've all been there little by little the little by I've talked about this of the deception me looking at things and saying oh my god it's been in my face the entire time but I didn't see it i'm starting to see i can't say i see everything now cuz i don't but i am The veil is being lifted. Take all things to him and ask for him to help you to see what is actually taking place. Like I said, I'm an imperfect human being and I don't understand all the nuances of what is going on with our fellow human beings who feel that they are not in the right body. This gender dysphoria I don't understand it completely. There's a lot that I don't know and I may never know. Um, but with all things, take it to God. If if you hear this episode, you hear this podcast, and you are one of the people who is suffering and you feel as if um, you're in the wrong body. All I can say to you is that you take it to God. Do not let what people are saying about people who are Christians, even if you take it to God, bypass that. Don't even get into that. You forge your own relationship with God. Bypass all that, the church and all of that. If that is what your hang-up is, okay? And I get it. Take it to the Heavenly Father. Take it to the source. That would be Jehovah God and His Son, Jesus Christ. And start to truly and authentically have a relationship with Him and let Him speak to you through the Holy Spirit and lead you to where you need to be, okay? Okay? That's what you need to do. You don't have to listen to me because I'm an imperfect human being like you. But I do have love for my fellow human beings. And I hate to see anyone in any type of pain or suffering, whether I've experienced it myself or not. But I do want what's best for everyone, if that makes sense. It may sound corny, but I am 100% um, real with that. Okay. I don't have the answers. I don't have all the answers, but he does. So just like I go to him, you go to him. Like I said, I have dealt with a lot of things and I still am. I'm not free from it. I'm just like everybody else trying to do the best I can. Um, but there are a lot of things that I've done that I knew were wrong. I knew them, but I didn't totally uh rebuke God and I didn't rebuke the Bible and and just say, you, you know, they're wrong. I'm right. No, I knew I was wrong. And I knew that I needed to get right. And it seemed like it took me a very, very, very long time <laughs> to get close to right. <laughs> I knew that that I needed to, though. I know that I needed to, and I'm still working. It's a work in progress. But I seek him to the best of my ability, and he knows. I believe he—I feel. I don't claim to know what God feels, but I I feel like he sees that I am trying, and I'm putting forth an effort in my own way to grow closer and to learn his word and try to be as close in an alignment to his word that he gave all of us going by his word, not my word, his word. And I hope that what I have said here has reached someone and can benefit someone And I remember when, I don't know, was it last year or the year before last, I um, started to send out like like little um, things on my podcast, uh, requesting people to come forth and talk about and share their story about um, being um, gender dysphoric um, or dysphoria. And I didn't really get um, any, I didn't get any um, anyone to come forth. And I understand why I do. And I even, um, I did get a response from someone. They were telling me to stop doing it. <laughs> Which I understood why they said that too. They told me to stop doing it because people would label me as being more or less um, a hater. Um, I that was not my my mission that was not where I was coming from I understand why that person conveyed that to me but I just genuinely wanted to understand because at that point I didn't realize that there were people young people that were coming forward that felt that they had made a mistake that they had went through with this you know And they had made a mistake and they felt like they were abandoned by the people that helped them transition. And they were in pain. And I wanted to understand and I wanted to give them a platform. Even though I don't have a lot of people that listen to my podcast, I still wanted to let people know that they were welcome that they would have a place where they could have a voice because a lot of the things at that time, when I did that, they felt over and over again, I listened to one, to several things that was similar. And a lot of the young people felt abandoned. Like I said, and they felt like no one cared about how they felt now that they had transitioned. They felt unheard. They felt forgotten. They felt abandoned. And I wanted to let people know not to exploit them, to judge them, um, to hate on them. I wanted to let them know, okay, I have my own podcast. If you want to come on here and tell your story and reach somebody and share your story, that would make me feel amazing. And I understood why when I didn't. But I did feel a little sad because I was like... That's not what, what I'm trying to do is to be a hater or, or whatever, just a concern, a concerned adult, someone that's saying, Hey, you can come forth and you can speak here. And if I can help in any way, I'd like to do that. That's all I was trying to to do. But eventually, obviously I dropped it. My concern or my interest didn't die away, of course, but I said, okay, I don't want to offend. I don't want to do any of that because I'm trying to understand it as well, you know, but you know, it is what it is. So all I can really say is if you're listening to this and you are part of this particular, you're, you're struggling with this, or, you know, someone that is struggling with this and you don't know what to do, I would just Give my advice. You can take it or not. I would like you to take it, though, is to take everything to God. We're just listening to teachable moments with april Podcasts. i hope you enjoyed today's episode i invite you to connect with us on our social media platforms tiktok instagram youtube and pinterest i also encourage you to become a paid subscriber in order to gain access to subscriber only exclusive episodes and content as always be well and stay blessed until next time